windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Show number three, Jay Santos alongside Mike Gallagher, Jam Pack Sandos, and the sidekick for you. We'll have our uh, mystery guests coming up, uh, and that will be the next segment. And we'll also have a, a new feature for you, Lando's Land. What does Landon Owen want to talk about? I'm positive it's going to be college football. And other than that, uh, make it into a little bit of where he would go this weekend if he can't go to ETSU and Marshall. That's actually where he'll be this weekend. But if he was to pick another venue, where would he go? And then we'll also break down in further detail, or at least as best we can, we would break down uh, Mars Hill and ETSU for a couple of layman's. We'll, we'll try to break it down for you, what we know about Mars Hill. Tomorrow we'll have head coach Tim Clifton of the Mars Hill Lions. We'll talk to him and get a breakdown of what he feels about his football team, and we'll get into Thursday and Friday a little bit later. But, Mike, certainly it's getting towards Saturday. Practice is gearing up, and uh, right now with the new uh, uh, vendor, was Coca-Cola, now Pepsi on campus, they are working frantically to stock the shelves for Saturday night at 7.30. I'm excited for the ETSU Coaches Show tonight. Uh, you got that at 6 o'clock. You'll be joined by Randy Sanders for the very first time. We'll talk about that more later on. But I want to get into off the top our mystery guest segment because it's one of my favorites. Favorites. And Landon Owen, who is the director of ticket sales out at Bristol Motor Speedway, uh, you and his family take phenomenal post-church photos sure on Facebook, did. probably what you're known best for. Uh, I know him because I actually worked under him for three months this summer out at Bristol Motor Speedway. He told me, and this was his master advice, he's worked in tickets pretty much all over the country, some very high-ranking places, and now at one of the greatest American sports venues, Bristol Motor Speedway. He told me that you always start big, and then you work your way down from there. And so with Sandos and the sidekick, we tried to go big with mystery guest number one, and I'm going to go ahead and give you a few different uh, targets that I had. Uh, yesterday, instead of sitting on uh, bleachers at either a field or at a court for ETSU Athletics because there were no athletic events last night after women's soccer lost 3-2 to two on Monday night, we've got another event on Thursday, and then, of course, the big weekend ahead. Last night, instead of sitting at a field or a court, buddy, my nails, hoping the ETSU Bucks come out with the victory, I was on my couch trying to come up with creative things to do for mystery guests, and it's such a big world out there, Jay. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is a whole big wide world that is beyond the walls that we broadcast from, beyond this campus as well. And so when you kind of look externally, it's hard to really pin down exactly who you go for because there is so much. You were down there when I was doing some of it, and I'll just give you the first two because I thought they were very realistic. Um, they were uh, the, I think, third and fourth people that I reached out to, but I'm going to give you the ETSU connections, of course, 
Donnie Abraham. You know, Donnie Abraham, one of the most uh, prestigious and distinguished alumnus to come out of this football program, said, Donnie, Mike Gallagher from your alma mater getting in touch. Hope all is well in the season prep at Illinois is coming along successfully. Wondering if you would have some time for a phone conversation about your time at ETSU and your career since sometime in the next couple of days. I know it's been a busy time of year, so if you're not available, totally understand. But we need just 10 or 15 minutes of your time if you could spare that this week. Let me know. Thanks. Very cordial, very friendly. Uh, Donnie Abraham, you being around this football program as long as you had, you remember him. You've heard stories about him. him. And so he's a good guy, right? Mm -hmm. Did not get back to me, which is okay because I sent the email at about 3 o'clock, and it is for him a very busy time. Uh, And and he's coaching, so you would assume me at 3 o'clock. He still is at the University of Illinois, right? He is. Okay, perfect. He's with. um, So I didn't get that wrong. uh, Lovey Smith, the other former head coach of the Bears. So yes, yes, he is. Okay. So so that was number one. He gets a pass, go. Yeah, and that's absolutely fine. Like I said, no, it's a busy time if you can't do it, we'll reach out to you later in the season, maybe in the offseason, maybe you can join us. Second one, Hagan Owenby, beloved uh, ETSU baseball player from the last, uh, well, let's see, three years here and then uh, was drafted, of course, um, and is in the Atlanta Braves organization. He's now up at full season A-ball for the Rome Braves, and I just reached out to Rome in general. Uh, they, they are run by the Atlanta Braves organization, and so I just went straight to the Rome Braves and said, hello. Mike Gallagher from ETSU getting in touch. Hope all is well, and congrats on the playoff berth. They are making the playoffs um, at uh, full season A. Hoping to connect with one of our baseball alumnus, Hagan Owenby, prior to one of our games this week, or one of your games this week. We would be looking to do an interview by phone, and it would take only 10 or 15 minutes. Let me know if we, we can make something work. Thanks. And so, again, one of those things where I think with Hagan Owenby, again, very busy down the stretch of a playoff run, tough to connect with him. So with Hagan, again, we get a bye. Now, this is where I got creative. Hello, Mr. Dungy. Mike Gallagher here. I host a radio show along with Jay Sandoz at East Tennessee State University and thought I would reach out to see if he had some time to come on with us. Why come? Why did you come to mind? I'm from Minnesota, which I am, and you have quite the legacy there. Plus, when I think football, you're one of the first names that comes to mind. Maybe sucked up a little bit, but it is true. Tony Dungy is a legend. With the season here, thought it would make sense to take a shot in the dark. Let me know if you would have 10 or 15 minutes to spare before the season starts. Didn't even have to necessarily be this week so he could all these people still could get back to me and come on the show as a mystery guest but tony dungy while he is he still part of football night in america yes he is okay so he is so he's got kind of a few things going on as well all these people i suppose are rather maybe i aim too high in the first three i uh, no, i don't i don't know that you aim too high but uh, you certainly went for some football guys that have some things going on right now well if you don't think i aim too high mr Feinbaum, with football season <laughs> oh, here he he was on this morning with um the uh, get up the Mike Greenberg show. Okay, well, as I said, if yeah. you think I aimed too high before, uh, you may have aimed with too football high. season here, I'm sure your time is very much in demand. But was hoping you could spare ten minutes to join a little-known up-and-coming radio show in Northeast Tennessee. In parentheses, I know it sounds enticing. Called Sandos and the Sidekick. We would just hope to talk some SEC football. You can do those in your sleep. Those conversations. Some of your favorite moments of your broadcasting career, etc. We can do it in the middle of the night or middle of the day. Whenever you're free. I can make it work. Let me know if you can make it happen. Do you think middle of the night was maybe a weird direction uh, to take that email? Well, you, you do know he's also a University of Tennessee alum. I don't know if you know that. Did well, we can break down the Tennessee TSU game. Well, I mean, there's, there. there's yeah, all yeah, kinds no, of angles we can go about the conversation. Uh, j- just real quick, we are aware and we are working on it. Uh, if uh, The podcast is sounding great, but the stream of it on Facebook Live, a little choppy and I breaking up. So we are, uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk about what you look like on the lag part, but we are currently trying to work on that as we go through the show. So we will try to um, uh, figure that out and make it a little better for those trying to watch and listen in. So we will, we'll be working on that. But who was your last one? Final one. 
Now, this has an ETSU connection, but is a very, a very big-time uh, personality, very famous gentleman in a number of different areas, uh, whether it be television, music. You were down here for uh, when I was, or down in the studio when I was sending this email out, and I tried to look for some contact information. He's coming to ETSU, as a matter of fact. I believe it's middle of September. Ice T. And you said that if we got Ice T on, that you would be, firstly, very much indebted and owed gratitude huge, to me. Huge absolutely. Ice T fan. And, sure. so, and I even included that in the email. I said, there's one of the hosts on ETSU's Santos and the Sidekick that loves you. And we'd love to talk about your time you know, at, you know, here at ETSU that's coming up and also your career and just every stop you've had. He's having such an interesting life. Your TV show, as a matter of fact, and that's where the email came in. I couldn't find any contact information for Ice-T, so you may have seen the promos for Ice-T and Coco on VH1. So I couldn't find any Ice-T contact information, so where do I go? Coco, do you happen to have your husband's contact information? Now, is that a strange way to lead? I, does everyone have the contact? I wasn't sure if it was on hand or, like, if she would need to go procure it from somewhere else we are trying to have him on our show here in northeast tennessee to hype his appearance here at etsu on the 15th and talk about his career as well one of our hosts a big iced tea fan kind regards mike gallagher and coco i know you're shocked especially with the way i led the email mm -hmm. silence yeah no, no. i 100 percent think that that's uh that's that wasn't the right, right way to go about that i don't No, i, I okay. think it's fine I, I think uh still you know it's we're on our third podcast right well, Today. <laughs> I, I said in one of the emails know, to know, Mr. Feinbaum, very up-and-coming, little-known, soon-to-be well-known, whatever you want to say. I mean, I think that I had the right tone. I think that I had the the right uh, tact to go about it. But, uh, yeah, the Coco one, I, I'm not sure that that was ever going to come to fruition. But, again, uh, Coco, if you're listening, if you're just trying to scout the show to make sure that we're not going to, out of the blue, just hammer your husband with questions that are completely out of left field, that's not it at all. We would just like to make sure that the ETSU community is aware that Ice-T is coming here in the middle of September and also uh, just uh, pick his brain about a very interesting life that he has had. So Ice-T and Coco, uh, we could even have both of them on. So I don't think that we're going to limit ourselves in the mystery guest. I think we should keep the actual mystery guest secret. I believe he is coming up after this break. So uh, let's keep him secret until the other side of the break to just give you that idea of how we started with the mystery guest and then where we ended up. Well, as we take a break, we will try to figure out uh, while we're having a little bit of a, a technical issue on the Facebook Live again, the podcast. This is our third episode. Sandos and the sidekick are mystery guests will be with us right after this short time out you're watching and listening to sandos and the sidekick podcast on the buccaneer sports network whoa, whoa hey hey everyone settle down what, what's all the commotion about there's a new instant game launching in august it's only a dollar and there are 12 different versions featuring 12 different dogs Celebrate the dog days of summer with a new Lucky Dog Instant Game. Collect the whole litter today, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Citizens Bank and our growing lending team are excited to support the game broadcasts of the ETSU Buccaneers. We are proud to provide a lineup of options that fit the needs of local businesses, whether it's an expansion loan, remote deposit service, SBA loan, or Treasury Management Services, we can help your business grow. Visit our website or your local Citizens Branch to speak with a qualified lender to learn more. From everyone at Citizens Bank, Go Bucks! Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! I feel like day after day it's all the same. I know there's more out there. I, I just can't reach out and grab it. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? Um, no, but I'm a butcher. Perhaps a nice seafood dinner would help? Gosh, that sounds great. Excellent. I'll steam some shrimp for you. Really? No one's ever said that before. At Food City, our butchers can't solve your existential crisis, but they can offer a ton of other great services you won't find at most other grocery stores. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics Program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Comic dog. Who's next? I don't know what's gonna happen. Secrets. Sandos and the sidekick. Well, now there's an intro for you. <laughs> I love the build. We're kind of trans, you know, taken to a whole different dimension, kind of with this intro. At least that's the hope. Yeah, I hope people weren't freaked out. So Mike Geller gave you who we couldn't get, but let me tell you who we did get and why. Big timer. Why I wanted to have this guest on. Number one, two unique things about our guest that, that's called in today. Number one, trivia question: Do you know who the first quarterback to play in the dome was? That's your first trivia question. I'll let. Uh, you answer in a second, Mike Gallagher. Second thing is, the quarterback also had a distinction for playing for a couple different head coaches. So I wanted to get his perspective on, A, what's it like uh, playing, you know, trying to transition to different coaches. And the other thing is, uh, he's not opening the, the stadium, but still, it's the first game jitters playing a new stadium. So we'd like to welcome our mystery guest in the trivia question, quarterback, Hall of Famer. Mark Kutzel, current ESPN3 analyst on our broadcast. And, uh, Mark, first, thanks for taking the time today. And certainly I want to lead with what was it like from playing outdoors to getting that first game inside the Dome in a start? It was really neat. My first game was actually my sophomore year. And uh, I'll never forget it. It was very exciting for a quarterback.
quarterback, you really don't have anything to make excuses for as far as throwing the ball weather-wise. you got a dry ball, no wind. Uh, I didn't play that bad a game my first game for uh, Coach Roy Frazier in 1977 in the Dome. We did not win. North Alabama came in here and beat us pretty good. But I felt okay after that one. But I have to tell you, the next year we had a coaching change with Jack Carlisle. I went to more of a running-type option game, and I'm a passer. I can't run. People go, why didn't you run? I go, have you watched me run? I can tell you why I can't run. That's very obvious. And we tried to run the ball, and I had a horrible game my first game of my junior year in the Dome with Coach Carlisle. But fortunately, they figured out after that we probably all let him try to throw the ball and uh, go from there. But I liked indoors. Uh, I know obviously they're not doing that now with Logan, with Marcy coming in and everything, in the outdoor, playing in the outdoor stadium, which is really fun. Before a quarterback, it was kind of neat in, in the Dome because, you know, you didn't have the weather issues that you have to deal with sometimes outside. Let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned Marchie. You, you, you've been in the spot where it's the first game of the year. You know, you've gone through spring practice. You've gone through the, the fall camp. You've done the two-a-days and all the meetings and all that, and you beat up on each other. What's it like, though, uh, trying to put yourself in his shoes? Because you've been there before as far as the first game and, and really just wanting to get that, that first play kind of underway and just get the game going. You know, it's kind of amazing. I heard him speak the other day, and he said he had butterflies, which I think that's natural for, pe- for people, and I, for quarterbacks, anybody playing, and I'm sure that'll happen. I think the big key for him is he wants to get off to a good start, but if he doesn't, I think the pressure he's going to feel three or four or five series in if they don't score points before halftime or whatever and, and goes in at halftime, I think the pressure he'll feel on that will be tough. Starting out, though, you got to understand, this is a kid that played a year ago at Notre Dame and played pretty well against them. So, I mean, he's been in the big moment. Uh, I know he's got a very capable backup who we all love to death, you know, Austin Herrick, who I'm sure is going through something right now. It's transition time for him. I know he'll be ready. So Logan will feel that pressure, too, I believe, to perform well early because he knows he has somebody there behind him that's probably biting at the bit to come in there and play. But I expect him to do well because of his history and the fact that he is in, has been in that big moment before. So I think he'll be fine. Mark, Mike Gallagher here. Thanks for taking time to come on as our mystery guest. I think he is as big as the Trumps, the Trudeaus, the Trick Daddies, and the <laughs> Tramps, the Insult Comic Dogs. Thank you, Mark, for taking some time with us. I would just like to get your thoughts from a high-level umbrella perspective on that exact decision, taking Logan Marchy over Austin Herrick. You talked about it. Austin Herrick is such a beloved figure around this campus and by the ETSU community, such a well-spoken young man and a real leader, and that's why I have no doubt that he will continue to be a leader in the ways he can be while he's not on the field and stay ready if he is needed. But just your thoughts with Randy Sanders going from Herrick to Marchie? I think that was a – you're talking about a, a tough first big decision that I can think of. Obviously, hiring coaches and everything is a big decision, so you've got to wait and see if they can actually come see you. But this one right here, that's what he does. And I think Coach Sanders, it's very uh, important to realize that he is a offensive quarterback guru. So you're talking about somebody that knows what he's talking about, knows what he sees at practice. And from what I understand, uh, Logan seemed to have picked up his style, the system that he's bringing in a little bit better than Austin as we speak right now. So what a big decision. I like it. I can't stand these guys. And there's a bunch of them going on right now that don't let anybody know or don't, want the, don't know what the decision is as far as making decisions. So I compliment Coach Sanders for making that decision now. But yet he does. he is very fortunate to have a very good backup, capable backup right now in the event something doesn't happen. And trust me, Logan knows that. 
he, he, I guarantee he knows that. So they're in a good position. So I think it's, I think it's, I just like the fact that Coach Sanders stepped up to the plate and made a decision prior to the season. So. What about the chemistry between Marchie and the receivers? There's so many moving parts and so many different things that have to happen right now for this to be a success come Saturday. New coach, new quarterback, and a lot of receivers that are going to be seeing so much more time than they previously have uh, in their careers, really. So with the new faces on the outside, Marchie under center, and not only all of that, but the fact that this is going to be an up-tempo, fast-paced offense and getting everyone on the same page in that way, how important is it to make sure that not only if it's uh, just a regular quarterback in a regular situation with receivers, but especially in this situation, how important is it to have chemistry between the guys on the outside and Margie? Well, I think it's very important, and I, I would assume that will go better as the season goes on. I think Marcy just got here in the winter. But, you know, everybody's new to this system that Coach Sanders has brought in. I know it's complicated, but I know he has a very capable staff of teaching it. I watched Coach Mike Rader the other day go through pass routes and situations with the wide receivers. And I was just astonished at the detail that those guys have to do or go through to get open and try to make the right reads. A lot of people don't realize that the receivers are reading the defense just like the quarterback does. They both have to be on the same page. So that's what we need to look for as the season progresses. How does that get better? Because it should get a whole lot better. It may be tough here the first, you know, first few series that they, that they play against Mars Hill, but I expect them to figure it out. Coach Sanders would adjust and maybe simplify a few things if he notices that. But I think they're fine. Marchie's got a good arm. He's an accurate. He's got a. He's got an NFL caliber arm, and he has a history. He's already played before in big games, so I expect him to come out there and do his job. But I just know this. I know the wide receivers have been well coached, and I expect them to do a good job as well. Mark J. Santos again. Uh, quick question for you. Uh, you know, we talk a lot of offense, and, and certainly that's sort of your forte. But we saw that front seven of the defense. Uh, at times be very dominant, and certainly with Billy Taylor being there, uh, you know, if there's one constant of the staff for sure, there were other assistant coaches, obviously Mike Ray, receivers coach and offense coordinator, but Billy Taylor in that defense, a lot of the top seven guys back there, I think cornerback is still pretty good. You look at Karan DeLance, what he was able to do, and the big stop in the corner of the end zone in overtime against Mercer. I think Jeremy Lewis is talented, Dominique Williams. I guess sort of that question's the, the back end of the safety. How comfortable do you feel knowing that Billy Taylor's there, that defense has only gotten bigger and stronger with Nasir Player and Chris Boyer and uh, Jason Madua-Fakwa up front, and, of course, Dylan Woggle. We saw Blake Bockrath uh, really step up, Zach Yancey. You know, they, they incurred a, a, a fifth-year transfer at, at linebacker and Jared Folks. Then you still got Yancey Griffin. I, I think the defense could be the staple of this. I mean, I know Randy Sanders is an offensive guy, but he has to like that he returned so much defensively uh, and Billy Taylor as well calling the shots. Well, you know, I think the world of Billy Taylor, I've got to know him over the years, and I just think the world of him. So he will. He'll tell you what he'll do. He'll have them in the right position. I think the thing to look for this year uh, is the safeties. They've got some safeties issues, I believe, a little bit, and, I, and I'm sure over time they'll get that figured out. But that's the big key. But the front seven, the linebackers, and the corner, I think they're going to be great. And that will help them because I truly believe the most important part of this team this year is how does that offensive line do. And I'm not trying to beat anybody up as far as that goes, but an offensive line can dictate a whole lot uh, to a ball game. But as far as you know, getting control of the line of scrimmage and giving Marchie time to throw the ball, and we need to see the team run a little bit better this year as well. But you're exactly right. Defense should be well ahead of the game here as far as this football team goes. They're in capable hands of Coach 
uh, you know, Taylor, and they do have some studs up front with a lot of experience. For the first time in, you know, obviously a long time, they're pretty well experienced there too. So I assume that, I guarantee you, they will keep us in this first game to, against Mars Hill in the event that it takes a little while for the offense to get going. Certainly, yeah, certainly nothing helps uh, a passer, and especially someone new under center in a new program like a good running game and a solid offensive line. Quickly, just before we let you go here, Mark, prediction for Saturday. Obviously, last year was a similar type game against Limestone. Had the rain that night. It was kind of a muck fest out there where it was tough to move the ball, and conditions certainly didn't help, but a 31-10 to win. Uh, same conference for this team, uh, the South Atlantic Conference, I believe it is. Um, and so when you see Mars Hill and ETSU on the field on Saturday, Saturday, what do you expect? Give us a final score and just kind of the flow of the game. I, I expect it to be very similar to what we saw a year ago. Uh, we may not start off as quick on offense. I know Austin Herring completed his first 13 or 15 passes, mm -hmm. so that was phenomenal. That may not happen, but our defense is not going to allow them to do a whole lot. Uh, I've watched you know, film on, on Mars Hill. I've done a little bit of studying on them as far as that goes, and there's no way that they should win this game. But football is a crazy game. But I expect us to come out. I, I truly believe maybe the first couple of series there might be some, you know, mistakes going on there. Maybe, maybe not big, but I, I believe in the second half that we'll uh, put it on the old Mars Hill team pretty good. And I expect a very, very similar result uh, that we had against uh, Limestone last year. Mark, appreciate the time. Our first mystery guest, and uh, actually, I'll see I'll see you at lunch a little later today, buddy. Sounds good, Jake. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. Thanks. All right, it's Mark Hutzel. We'll step aside for a timeout. Lando's Land when we come back on our next segment of Sandos and the Sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Nice Wonger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. With over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1 Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit NiceWongerChildrens.org. That's NiceWongerChildrens.org. The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a day's double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulliken Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulliken's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulliken Flooring. 
Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football head man Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's Lando's Land with Landon Owen. Let's go, let's go. We got the team. What do you think of that intro? A <laughs> <laughs> little different. Ah, uh, solid. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, was a little different. Lando's Land, new segment on Wednesdays. Landon own, uh, I guess, his day job with the uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. We'll talk a little bit about a side gig that he uh, – does as well, and I've been a part of that crusade. We'll talk about that a little later. But Landon Owen. Pretty easy gig if you ask me. Oh, it is. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> Great a great gig it, if you can get it's it. It's a tough job if a guy says, hey, can you go play golf with me to rate a course? Yes. A couple yes, of hacks like yes, you, it actually is probably whoa, tough. Whoa, whoa. Coming in hot today. The guy. <laughs> hey, thank, Landon. Thank, thank How you. How you doing? Oh, Landon, you're there? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lando, Lando, you weren't could, on you, air yet. could you please do me one favor? And, um, Please tell the guy that putts with a three wood to stop talking about our golf game. Doesn't have a putter, right? He threw his putter away. Okay, well, to be fair, the putter wasn't doing the job, and so I looked up yeah, by, U- by USGA rules. You can use any club on the green as long as you know you don't take massive hacks out of the out of the surface. So I think that I actually am better with the three wood. That does say a lot about my efforts around the greens. But I think T to green, I'm all right. Oh, yeah, you I, I think, think you're you all right. A, I think you need a little. Uh, Freedom of movement in your shirt selection. <laughs> <laughs> the schmediums coming into play. Well, you know, I'm just in between a small and a medium. What do you want from me? I mean, there's facts, there's things that are true, and that is one of them. I'm not going to break down your facts. You have the correct information. You've seen it in action. It may not always be pretty, but it's what I have to live with. Okay? I mean, I can't control that, Landon. That's just not nice. I, I just want to say are, this. Are, are you upset that Toys R Us closed? <laughs> I am. Did you see the last post by them on Twitter? It was devastating. The dinosaur was like, this was a dinosaur, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, It was standing there with like a backpack on its shoulder, and it said something like, you know, dinosaurs don't die. They just got to move on or something. And I almost cried. I mean, I tell you, I almost shed a tear as a grown man about Toys R Us closing. That's okay. Hey, we'll Landon. You. Thank the, you. Yes, the, the good news is Baby Gap still open. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> so, he <can> <laughs> so he's not run out of shirts anytime. So no, no. All right. Well, we digressed quite a bit, as we will on this show. Uh, Sanders to sidekick Landon Owen join us for Lando's Land. And uh, obviously uh, the first game Saturday night, uh, Mars Hill, everyone's looking forward to it. It's Now, you're, you're a guy that used to, to play uh, 
baseball and the sack, so you're very familiar with some of the teams. Uh, what's your thoughts on Mars Hill? I'll let you, let's start there. Yeah. Um, first of all, what really struck me is I was going to look at some of their uh, uh, something on their website, get kind of a preview of what the team's going to look like this year. They had a little rough year last year. Um, Wingate won the conference. Go Dogs. Uh, Carson Newman's preseason favorite. Um, but the Mars, it, it looks like their website is they're the Mars Hillians. And it, it just three L's in a row just doesn't really flow Mars Hill Lions. So we're, let's just call them the Mars Hillians for, for the time being. I think it'll be easier on everybody. Um, yeah, they're they're going to struggle a little bit this year. Their preseason, they're tied for the seventh spot out of eight teams. So, it, yeah, they're going to struggle a little bit. They've got two guys, though, that are on the preseason all-first team, uh, wide receiver Craig Rucker and offensive lineman Jordan Seal. So um, they, if they got a quarterback, hopefully they're doing rollouts towards Seal's side and Rucker's one on the roots. Uh, otherwise, there was nobody else on the two-deep uh, all-conference, so uh, they're going to struggle a little bit this year, maybe rebuilding. Um, they do have a new football building going in um, that's going to help them uh, on campus and with recruiting. So maybe in a couple of years they'll they'll turn it back around. But uh, by comparison, Wingate, Carson Newman, the top two picks in the conference, they have 11 people apiece on the two deep preseason uh, all sack list. So um, yeah, it should be a should be a good warm up game there for the box. Certainly, you look at Marcel last year, common opponent Limestone. Limestone beat him. Uh, I think 56-49 in an overtime affair. The other thing about Marshall, I would say they do have going for them, Landon, is the fact that Tim Clifton, their head coach, has been there for 25 seasons now. Yeah, yeah you got to like stability. And, and they've had some they've had some runs. Uh, back in 2011, uh, they actually produced the Harlan Hill winner. Harlan Hill, if you're not familiar, is the D2 version of the Heisman or the Walter Payton Award. Um, Jonas Randolph was an unbelievable player, ran for over five. Uh, 5,200 yards in his last three years, over 2,100 uh, yards just a senior year alone, and that's only in 11 games. They didn't make the playoffs. So he's the only sack player to win that award, so they can certainly get some players in there. Uh, it's just getting enough depth um, over the mountain there. and um, you, you never know what they're going to do. Those preseason polls in the lower divisions, they really don't mean a lot because, honestly, who's going out and scouting in the media? Uh, Mars Hill, Wingate, Carson Newman, Tusculum. So, um, you know, they, they could come up and surprise some people, and they can obviously score some points. So um, if defense got to be strong. Uh, you don't want to get upset the first week. So uh, hopefully the Bucks come out focused. Certainly. We, uh, uh, we'll visit with Landon Owen. Oh, the Bucks play 730 Mars Hill coming up Saturday night, pregame show 6 o'clock on the Buccaneer Sports Network. But we do want to stick in the SOCON. There is a little bit of an interesting story with two teams that play each other on Saturday, Landon. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have heard this, but down at Furman, uh, you know, they made the playoffs last year. They've got a one of the guys that's competing for their starting quarterback position actually goes to Clemson, and they're playing Clemson this week. So it's a little funny. They have an engineering program that you can kind of dual enroll. They have three schools that they do this with because uh, Furman does not offer an engineering program. So he completed his undergrad at Furman, so now he's kind of dual enrolled. You can pick Georgia Tech. Uh, Clemson or NC State. Well, he goes to class at Clemson. He has a Clemson student ID, and it kind of got out this week that he's actually competing for the starting quarterback job to play against Clemson in week one. So Clemson's gotten so good, they're now exporting their students to be quarterbacks against teams that play against them. They're that confident. So, I, I don't know why you wouldn't do that, right? Yeah. I mean, they got the number one recruit in the country coming in. He's probably going to end up playing by the end of the year. They got a fifth-year starter coming back. 
they're just they're an embarrassment of riches. Who needs a quarterback? You guys need a quarterback for this game? Here, take take this guy. Harris Roberts is that quarterback, and it is such a weird – I read a story about it where he was saying, yeah, you know, it it was kind of strange when I came in and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I, I actually play football for Furman. And a couple of the football players looked at me and said, well, wait a second. I, I mean, we're playing – Furman in the first week. Of the, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, no, it's, it's just this engineering thing. Uh, and to me, it would be kind of uncomfortable for both sides, but uh, I digress. Are you going to the game on Saturday, Landon? No, I won't be going down there. Um, we'll be watching at home with the two young kids. We are going to go uh, go over and check out the tailgating scene, I believe, over on campus here uh, locally. Uh, the kids go to bed a little early, so we don't know if we're going to make it to kickoff, but we're definitely going to come over and take in some of the sites. Okay, this is the chance for you to uh, help out ETSU here, and, and, we, and many people can talk about this uh, tailgating scene, but give a first-hand explanation. Have you been to a tailgate before, or is this going to be the first time? Yeah, yeah, we went to a couple tailgates a few years ago. We we bought season tickets the first couple of years when we were over at Science Hill. We tailgated over there, too. Tell us about it. I mean, what what are you expecting of this tailgate experience versus the one you had at Science Hill? But better yet, tell us, what are you going to be the guy that shows up at 8 a.m. when a lot's open <laughs> for the 7.30 kick? Because let's be honest, uh, I have young kids. They're going to be up by 8 a.m., so you don't have to worry about being awake at that time. <laughs> uh, breakfast tailgates are probably some of the most fun tailgates that you can have. Um, when I was uh, I worked in college athletics, it was at one school. We had a 10:30 kickoff one year. Um, the tailgating was outrageous for that game. It was tremendous. Um, guys were, you know, lots opened at like 4 a.m. and people were out there cooking breakfast. It was fantastic. So, no, I won't be in there at 8 o'clock. I'll be a little tamer. Uh, I, you know, it's just like the preseason. You got to warm up to it. You don't want to go all out on on week one and and then you got nothing left. You got to have something to look forward to. So. We'll, we'll save some uh, some bullets in the chamber for some, for some later big games. All right. What we're going to do with Landon Owen at the end of his segment every Wednesday, we're going to ask uh, just a, a question for sort of a – now, Landon prods himself on visiting one state. And I don't know with the kids how much he's doing anymore, but he used to do a new stadium a year, travels around, big golfer. We'll get into that. But if you were to, to, to have the, the guide and, and money's no object and you can pick – any game this weekend, obviously other than ETSU and Marcy, which you're actually going to be at least tailgating with us, what game would you go to? What is there to do besides the game? Because you need to make it an event for a day or two. And then personally, because me and you have done this where we pulled off the side of the road and played golf on the way to a game, where would you be playing? Those are my three questions. All great questions, and I'm glad we set this up. Okay. Uh, week one, you know, it's it, I, I love to go to campuses. You know, the neutral site games are great, um, but they're all in NFL venues, so it's hard to replicate the on-campus experience. You know, Ole Miss playing, I believe, Texas Tech in week one. Uh, I'm not going to go to Houston to watch that. I'd rather go see Ole Miss play and walk through the Grove. You know what I mean? So we'll kind of preface it with that. Um, you've got some good games, you know, kind of the also-rans. So you got Michigan-Notre Dame. Uh, they haven't played in a few years. Both teams are ranked, but... Let's be honest, Jay. I know you're a Michigan fan, but they're really only right because they're Michigan and Notre Dame, right? They're awful. I, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Jay Patterson both both those, teams, 10 interceptions both those teams have a great shot to be in the college football playoff. Notre Dame is fraudulent every it's, year. Yeah, Michigan absolutely. only has Harbaugh. Are we talking about FCS or are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> Okay, moving on. we got four ranked teams at play. That's always a good thing to look at. you got the U and LSU playing at Jerry World on a Sunday night. Doesn't really sound like college football. You got Virginia Tech playing Monday night football at Florida State. You know, good matchup, but again, it's Monday night. It's a long ways away. 
uh, Notre Dame, Michigan, obviously. Um, game of the week, uh, love intersectional uh, matchups. you got Washington and Auburn. It's the only top ten matchup. It's got to be the game of the week. But Atlanta gets one of those games once or twice a year. Um, you got a good upset alert. You got Oklahoma hosting Baby Kiff and the Owls. Uh, you got a new QB for Oklahoma. A lot of interest there but with Kyler Murray. He's the first-round pick of the Oakland A's. He's already signed. He's a millionaire. And he's going to play a quarterback for one more year. Uh, FAU won 10 straight games to close the year. So uh, <laughs> watch out, my friend. <laughs> it's not the bar line from Lee Corso, but uh, watch out there. But, no, with all the games, you know, we're going to take a local interest, and we're going to go to Charlotte uh, this week. And I thought it was fitting. Jay, you and I, we went down to Charlotte, and uh, we saw the Panthers and, and your other team there from the New England play. <laughs> uh, and who won that game, by the way? I'm taking shots today. I mean, just Well, first of all, clearly – the non-call in the end zone was huge. But that's all right. You're at home. I understand it. I understand it. You being a Panthers fan, that's all right. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with a home team getting a call. No problem there. You're not going to take the verdict away after the fact. So Talk about home team getting calls. New England's gotten them for about 20 Whoa, years. So that's calm down okay. over there, guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's some good storylines going into that uh, Tennessee-West Virginia game. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, obviously, that era is kicking off. They're trying to bury the, the Butch Jones era a little bit. Um, you know, got a little toxic there at the end of last year, so Vols fans are looking for something new. Um, one thing to watch out for, Vols fans are used to taking over a city when they go, Nashville or Atlanta usually. Um, I think they might be in for a surprise when they go to Charlotte, and uh, you got to consider that half the state of West Virginia moved to Charlotte about 15 years ago. So they're all entrenched there. Uh, actually, the first bowl game they had there, back when it was the Continental Tire Bowl, uh, West Virginia was in it, and we went, and we could not believe uh, how many people from West Virginia just took over the city. Um, so it's easy to get to for them. It's right down 77. So I think uh, I think you're going to have a good matchup there. Might stay close early, but West Virginia's got some pretty good offensive firepower. Tickets are still available. Got to talk about tickets, being a ticket guy. Uh, buy from the venue for about 110 bucks after fees. You can sit in the upper southwest corner and get one of the prettiest backdrops in all football. All right, that's it. What are we doing? night before um charlotte's a great event host uh, they put on some big events there i think they'll get a super bowl one day if they can get some more hotel rooms downtown or uptown if you're familiar with charlotte uh there's an old stadium over on the northeast side uh they call them awards there but i don't know which number it is uh brad paley's playing at old memorial stadium one of my all-time favorites um probably a top five venue of mine it's small it's old it's just seats and grass but uh they got a great view of the skyline there I'm sure that uh, they'll be playing towards that. You can get in the door for about 45 bucks. it looks like. Um, and I thought a good follow-up question. I'll put it to you guys. Better school song, Country Roads or Rocky Top? Uh, Rocky Top. I hate to say Rocky, Rocky Top, Top, but it is very catchy. Now, let me tell you, there is nothing more demoralizing for a team than when you hear that play back to back to back <laughs> to back to back. I'm just telling you, like – it just yeah. rolls, you know. They, they they crank it up and they go. You know, the one thing because everybody's so and, into and it. And I too. spent oh. time, and I don't want to talk because Tennessee fans hate me, but I spent some time with the, the Gator Network for a year down there. And and the thing about that, and they get it, it, the slow build up, you know, and they, they get to finally the big point, but it takes forever to get there. Like it's just not intimidating. And Rocky Top fires up, baby. The whole stadium goes. Oh. The whole stadium goes. So I'm gonna. Go, I, I do think it's 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 Rocky Top. I think. Actually, I don't think I know. It's Rocky Top. I think in-game. I think in-game it's Rocky Top. Um, if they're singing Country Roads after the game, it means they've already had a pretty good game. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll put odds on Brad Paisley 1-3 to three, that he's going to play both of them at his concert. 
uh, and that he'll come out in a split jersey. You know, he's from West Virginia. He's a Nashville superstar. Perfect guy to play that. He's a couple warm-up acts, I'm not sure. But if you're not into that, there's always Top Golf. Um, they're a Top Golf city, and there's about a billion bars downtown if you want to hit them. And if you're coming in early, go down to Wingate. Uh, they're playing on Thursday night, so you can catch you a little early college football. Um, and where are we playing? We're just going to – hey, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right, Jay? We're going to play Rock Barn. Uh, That'll be broke after you play it, though, I'm sure. It was. It, it, it survived. <laughs> it survived. <laughs> don't allow three woods on the greens there, so, Mike, you won't be welcome. I can go about two sh- – so that means I'll shoot about a 36 because I'll go from drive to iron right to the green and pick up and go. Yeah, funny enough, they got 36 holes, so you, you one shot a hole. Yeah, That's fantastic. fantastic. 36 hole-in-ones. I'm the greatest golfer of all time. You are, you and King Jung Il, I think, he said he, he scored like a 20 on an 18-hole course one. That's compared to Kim Jung Il. Wow, that is aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it's aggressive. Good for you guys. Good PR guys. Um, you know, that's if you're playing on the way down. Uh, it's an easy stopping point. They've even got locker rooms. You can shower up there. It's a nice resort. They host a Champions Tour event. Uh, the Robert Trent Jones Jr. course there is just phenomenal. That's the one we played. Cool little waterfall. If you're going to play while you're in town, um, a little closer, uh, I'd recommend Tega K. That's T-E-G-A-C-A-Y down in the South Carolina area. Um, I've probably played that a dozen times. It's, it's very familiar to people from this area. It's, a, it's very much a mountain course. Um, they got 27 holes, so you can make it a little bit longer day. Um, you're going to spend between 40 and 80 bucks, depending on when and how many holes you play. If you're on the north side, there's a little par three course up there uh, called Paradise Valley. You can spin around that about 90 minutes, and uh, there's some good pubs right around that too, right up next to your UNC Charlotte. So uh, that's kind of the that's the agenda. We're going Charlotte. We're going to go to a concert. We're going to play a little golf, uh, probably on the way down and on and on Saturday uh, or Friday because that's just what we do. And uh, score prediction: We're going to go Country Roads 56, Rocky Top 31. Okay. Wow. Do you have a score prediction? What about in the let, – let's get one more prediction in. Bucks and your Mars Hillians. The Mars Hillians, 13, Bucks, 42. I like that. 42-13. Boy, I hope there's six touchdowns on the board for Randy Sanders. I'd get things going electric. You got one more uh, for just, Yeah, oh, just one more. That sounds like a great weekend. Those are great predictions. We appreciate you coming on. Has Bristol Motor Speedway's ticket office burned to the ground yet without me there? Um, it's actually thriving. What a shock, right? Thing, things have never been better. <laughs> I, I believe that. <laughs> this guy's always self-promotion, right? Self-promotion. Yeah, yeah. He's right. I mean, I almost think I, I think I almost brought it to the ground in the time that I was there, those three months in the summer. So it probably is better than ever, to be fair. A tumultuous three months for Bristol Motor Speedway and for myself. <laughs> you did a great job for us, and I think that Jay and I will plan your demise in, in future years as uh, as your future and former uh, supervisors. We will we will make sure that you uh, oh. you have to you have to earn it. And I'll be beating you on golf courses for years to come. It'll be great. Well, the the the, the <laughs> first the first thing we're going to do, uh, Landon, is implement a no schmedium rule at both the places. <laughs> so what do you want me to wear? A small I'm, or a medium? I'm, I'm, I'm confused here. Then gonna, what do I do? I'm going to make you go to the actual men's store and buy something. How about that? We'll do that. So, all right, Landon, buddy, great first Wednesday. We'll see you next week on Lando's Land. Thanks, boys. Can't Thanks, wait. Landon.
All right, clearly, clearly we all know each other well and have a good time. We're going to step aside for our time. When we come back, we're going to dive into some more Mars Hill talk. ETSU Mars Hill kickoff 730. Tickets available. Don't forget to call 439-ETSU, 423-439-3878, or you can simply go to etsubucks.com and click on the ticket link up top. There is low as $20 per ticket. We'll step aside for a timeout. When we come back, more of Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. Back on our final segment here on Sandos and the Sidekick. Again, you can download all of our shows on iTunes. You can subscribe to it. You can also go to SoundCloud and download those or listen live from SoundCloud. We'll have it up on all of our social media accounts uh, as soon as we have those posted throughout the day. Jay Sandoz, Mike Gallagher, final segment, and we talked to Landon Owen a, a little bit about what to expect uh, from Mars Hill, and he kind of jumped on a little bit, but here's a couple stats that jumped out to me for the Mars Hill Lions. I know they've got a different quarterback, but, but even last year with a very talented a starting quarterback that had been there for a couple years, and David Solomon, he threw for 2,700 yards as a team. They threw for over 3,000, which did lead the sack. 
he threw for 23 touchdown passes, but he had 13 interceptions. I mean, they just turned the ball over a lot. And certainly that when you turn over 22 times, that's twice a game. I'm not real good at math, but uh, you turn over twice a game. They did force uh, 17 turnovers. They were a minus five, but still turning over that much. It's got to be an issue that Marcy would like to correct. And for the same token, that's something that each issue is very good at in this stadium, Green Stadium, where we're broadcasting here live today. That certainly is uh, bodes well for the Bucks. the fact that the Lions have been able to turn over. They've got a new guy uh, chunking the football around. They will throw it all over the place. The Bucks, I think, just have to be patient and take advantage of those opportunities. Here's what I'm having a tough time wrapping my mind around, and I know there's the comparable game from last year with Limestone, but, again, opening a stadium, emotions running so high, the rain, the conditions they had to play in. I don't know how similar these two games are going to be. Mark Hutzel, who joined us earlier, said he thought that they'd unfold largely the same way, but I need comparisons. I'm one of those people that when there's two divisions playing each other, you're talking FCS versus Division Two, and there's – I don't want to say a huge gap between them, but there's the gap that there is between any division. It's tough to tell how a game is going to go, and obviously you can look and say, well, ETSU is going to win the ball game pretty handily, but when you're trying to dissect exactly which way the game will unfold and how you get to that final point, I'm having a hard time getting there. I look back to 2016, and Mars Hill lost 77-7 to to Sanford. And then you look back to 2015, and these are teams that ETSU are very familiar with, of course, being in the Southern Conference. Western Carolina, that was a 42-14 to game for the Catamounts. They ended up going 7-4 and that year. It seems like just looking at these two teams, they are very similar in the fact that they want to play tempo. They want to go and uh, move the ball, and they want to get to the line quickly and throw and run for a lot of yards as well. Of course, you can take them any way you can get them, but specifically throwing the ball, it seems like that these two sides are going to want to do that. Of course, ETSU last in the league in rushing last year, and of course, a new regime and all, but uh, seem to thrive more when throwing the ball, and with Mars Hill, uh, you get to see the the team that does do more of the 300 yards per game type style. So I think that it's a good chance, like you said, for the defense to get tested in that secondary because while they were third in the league in pass yards given up last year, I think some people are looking at the secondary and saying, well, that might be the weakest part of the defense. And then you also have the chance for your running game to get on track. So while these are two tempo offenses that want to throw the ball a lot, this could be a very good opportunity for ETSU against a run defense that's given up over 200 yards per game each of the last couple of years and just does not stop the run well to go out and really jam it down their throat and try and develop some continuity early in the season. And who knows what that can lead to late in the season when you do come up against some better run defenses throughout the year. Well, they average 300 yards passing uh, per contest. Now, they do lose, they, they being Mars Hill, their number one rusher and Malik Prescott. Matter of fact, they, their top couple of rushers are not back. They do have three receivers back, uh, one of their top receivers uh, graduated, start quarterback graduated, start tailback graduated, but they do have some talented receivers that are back. So they do have some experience here if they can get them the football. This year's signal caller is Austin Brown. Last year, just 7 of 20, 150 yards through a couple of interceptions. Again, probably small sample size, probably came in in blowouts one way or another. Uh, didn't see much game action. He had 14 carries for 62 yards. That seems like he could be a little bit more mobile and, and use his legs. You know, you look at him and then you look at Logan Marshy, and even though Marshy's in his first start with a new system, Again, you still want to default back to his first three games as a starter at Temple, and then, of course, he got he got injured to kind of ended the, the rest of that season. But, you know, we had a couple of games where he threw for over 245 in all three of those contests, seven touchdowns, over 700 yards. I mean, certainly he's a little more seasoned, and he did that against, you know, Notre Dame, UMass, and UConn as opposed 
to, uh, and I'm not sure which exact guy. He played three games, but I, I didn't look up which three he had played in. But certainly you'd have to give an advantage to, to one of the two signal callers, I think, to Logan Marshy. Yeah, I mean, again, when you're running similar styles and you've got one guy coming from such a high level versus a guy that's stepping in for a different quarterback and is going to get his first extensive action, I mean, the seasoned veteran, the guy that has done it in big environments and someone that is led by a man that's been in big environments and succeeded as a coordinator over his time and won national championships. It, it, we talk about experience with those two. Also, of course, the head coach for Mars Hill, uh, Coach Clifton, he has all the experience in that respect, but but how do you measure experience when they're coming at such different levels? I think you have to give the advantage to Marchie and Sanders when it comes to going out on night one in a stadium like this in front of a raucous crowd because those two guys are very used to that. Yeah, certainly uh, they have been, and they've been in that situation. I'd be curious to see how Coach Sanders manages his first game. But you know what? I get a chance to ask him tonight. ETSU Coaches Show, 6 to 7 o'clock. Wild Wing Cafe. You can tune in on the Buccaneer Sports Network. We should have live coverage on uh, Facebook Live for you. We're back tomorrow with more Sandos and the sidekick. We'll talk to head coach Tim Clifton and Mars Hill. That'll be our big guest, plus Crazy Coach Thursday. We'll have that all for you next week, plus four downs, a new segment we'll have. All that on tomorrow's show, 11 to 12 live. Don't forget to download it on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Big thanks to Trey Adams back in the studio. From my sidekick, Mike Gallagher, I'm Jay Sandos. We'll see you on Sandos and the Sidekick tomorrow on the Buccaneer Sports Network.